back to another episode of Movie Bracket with Will, Ben, and Keelan. I'm Keelan. I'm Ben. I'm Will. And this is Movie Bracket with Keelan, Will, and Ben. Yes. Uh, today, we are, as usual, on KeithLovesMovies.com and on his YouTube channel and on the This Podcast Should Be Play- Played Loud podcast stream on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So follow us on there, follow Keith on there, yada, yada, yada. Let's get into it. We're going to do six matchups. And let's start off with a doozy. Climax and Lady Bird. Oh, baby. Will, start your <laughs> engines. Both of these movies that I would have liked to see Mission Impossible matched up against, I think. <laughs> oh, my lord. Um, you would have picked Mission Impossible over both of them. Yes, I definitely would have. No, he definitely would have. That's crazy. I was not uh, awestruck by Climax, uh, although I appreciate it in its insanity. And mm. wa- having watched Lady Bird very recently... I really, I don't think it's a five-star film, but I do really love it, and I think oh, it... Well, that's because you don't get it. That's ch- You don't You don't understand, <laughs> no, man. No, it's based off my life. Greta don't you? Gerwig Greta Gerwig's my life. My diary. She, she, she literally was my, filming through my bedroom window. She's been watching me. My uh, whole life. One exactly. night, I had a stack of papers, and they all flew out the window with some wind and they went directly into her car as she drove when i had a stack of papers and my sister amy burned them that's the wrong one never mind continue (laughs) anyway i think lady bird is very it's i think it's better i don't know i don't know if it's it's you can't say oh it's more personal it's more like it's like obviously it is yeah because climax (laughs) isn't about that it's just about like making you feel like you're gonna die for two hours (laughs) but but i i like lady bird more i i liked climax but i think before i don't know the the stuff before it really got into the real sheer insanity was not as engaging for me although i did like it it's i think a lot of these conversations are like i liked it but i didn't like it as much as this other thing yeah Uh, Mm. so i i I have fewer problems with ladybird than i do with climax fair enough okay uh ben what are you thinking um, well, if this one is, um, I have a clear favorite, it's Lady Bird for me, um, but I also do love Climax, like you will said, you can't really, com- like, these movies, you can't really compare them, just because Climax is one of those, like, I, when I first watched it, I was like, God, I hated every second of this, but it's so well done, uh, so I, I give both of these movies five stars, uh, and they're both in my top 50, Lady Bird just has the edge for me, just because... Um, it, it, Laurie Metcalf's performance is, I think, is so underrated, and I think that it doesn't get as much love as it did, just because Allison Janney's performance in I, Tonya kind of edged it out for all the awards that year. Yeah, but yeah. I think that, honestly, like, I think it's one of my favorite performances ever, um, and I, I honestly think it doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Um, of course, it's, it's, uh, it's Greta Gerwig's debut as a director, so it's, it's impressive in that fa- facet, just because it's it's so well done for a debut film obviously all the acting's great the script is amazing um everything about it is just it really it's it like it's it's kind of like sing street it's like one of the one of those movies that everything just kind of clicked with me uh yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna give ladybird the edge on this one <clears throat> okay so ladybird moves on with two votes uh here's would I, I would also vote i would also vote for ladybird personally okay. i think that unanimous whoa unanimous to to the credit uh, of climax, however, I think that Lady Bird, what it gains in its writing and in its, it's like, 
I don't know, it's relatability and, and the kind of feeling that you get from it. It kind of lacks in certain elements in its direction in cinematography and score. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Think its score is very basic, and the, yeah. the cinematography could have been far elevated from what it was. Mm-hmm. I think taking a different approach with the filmmaking, maybe shooting it on film or making it look more filmic, uh, giving it a different color palette could have made it a little bit more interesting visually, but I do think that it just has the edge. It has more heart. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Go with Lady Climax, Climax is, is like, a whole other ball it's a, game. It's a beast of a movie. They're like Honestly. two sides of a coin because climax is like insanely made, and Lady Bird <laughs> yeah. is just like it, it's not a it's not really centering around that. It's that's yeah. not its strength. It, it, it doesn't it's need like it. How it's made, but climax is is like one take forever. <laughs> when you said uh, how it's made, I just thought of the show on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. Yeah. How it's made. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, I used to love that. Yeah, yeah I would watch that in MythBusters. Yeah, oh, me classic. too. Those are my faves. Those mm-hmm. are my faves. And Cash Cab. Don't oh, I love Cash Cab. That was not a Discovery Channel. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, it was. For yeah. some reason, That's like I, I don't know why. It doesn't really fit on that, but. Um. All right. Next up, we have Marriage Story versus The World's End. I'm gonna Matt, let. Why don't you start us on this? Oh, one? I was gonna say I'll let yeah, Will no. start. Um, okay, we'll go. No, no, we'll, no we'll go. Yeah. Ahead. Well. No. What do you? I want to know what you guys think. Okay. Okay, Ben, um, you take it. This one's tricky for me um, because um, I love I love both of them, but I don't think either of them are necessarily five stars. Um, I think I gave I think I gave both of them four and a half. Um, so it's like I think they're both really good, and if they mm-hmm. obviously both have fantastic qualities. The World's End is just so like you just it's just you don't see anything coming at any point in the entire movie. Uh, which I love that unpredictability, and that is what kept me engaged with the entire thing. Um, and also going into it not knowing anything at all about it, um, mm. like you just get thrown for a whirl with that movie. It's it's so it's so fun to watch because of that. Um, however, I do think <laughs> I do think it's not as good as Hot Fuzz, um, and therefore I I sort of like like put it down a tier just because of that which is like not really fair but like i'm gonna do it anyways um and i guess i think i'm edging marriage story a little bit here because i I don't know (laughs) honestly like i just think it's 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 just marriage story is just such a well-crafted movie adam driver is amazing scarlett johansson's amazing and the script obviously uh, noah bomback is he's a he's a he's a genius with his screenplays so it's tough, but I'd have to go Marriage Story, I think. Well, why don't you defend The World's End? I, yeah, I have to go The World's End, because I think The World's End is the best of the, the three uh, Cornetto trilogy films. Um, I think of all of those three movies, The World's End has the most grounded like emotional substance to it, because the, the other two have this like air of like oh it's well they do they no they it's not they have an air of it they do have they have themes and they have like real character bonds and stuff but i think the i like the world's end the best because it's the most like secretly depressing one and all of its you love depressing movies yeah <laughs> the sadder they are the it's, better the the amount of like whimsical stuff that happens in it is a, it, it's really funny and it makes a, a nice compliment. But B, when you get down to it, like at, by the end of the movie, it all just works up to have a, like a greater 
punch to it, which I don't feel that the other ones do, at least as well. So I, I think it's really interesting, and I haven't seen a comedy that does it in quite the same way, because it doesn't... I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that The World's End, because the main comedy I feel in The World's End comes from just the way the characters interact within yeah. the group. There aren't really jokes like it's... there are in Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. There's no, like, gags that really happen. It's more just the character dynamics yeah. are funny, and the way they say things is funny, or the way they like the way the scene is structured is right. funny rather than there being like a oh uh Sean, like the guy jumps over the fence and the fence falls down you know like like in the other films it is mm-hmm. different for sure although that does mm-hmm. happen in the world's hit it does <laughs> oh, wait, no, but it it's not it really it played for he yeah. just jumps over i think yeah um, they, i don't think it's played for a gag but what i find so interesting about it is that like for the first like two-thirds or so a lot of mm-hmm. the comedy is coming from Simon Pegg's character is just a complete like he's completely immature like asshole guy who doesn't like understand that people have like lives and they've all moved on and stuff but then no he's so good and it's Mm -hmm. it's funny but then as you get to the end it it, like recontextualizes all of that stuff and you're like oh no that's actually sad and he's just like a messed up guy and he just has never had anything going for him in his life and i think it's really it's it's really well done i i agree um it's this is a tough one i do you know it's a very very funny movie and it's really really well made and it's very well written Uh, it's probably edgar wright's best written movie for sure i like hot fuzz a little bit better just because i think that all three of them are are really great comedies. Hot Fuzz is easily the funniest. Yeah, I think. definitely. And yeah. I think that Hot Fuzz also works on other levels in terms of genre parody that mm. this one doesn't quite hit. This one definitely hits the more dramatic spots better than the other two, but I just think overall I find Hot Fuzz a little bit more well-rounded. I guess so. Um, it, in terms Hot, of Hot all is, elements. Yeah. This does have some elements also, of I genre think that, parody. I think the it. villains... It, it, it does, but to a lesser extent where it just becomes a little bit, like, ridiculous. Whereas in Hot yeah, Fuzz, think... the different... Like, they build it into other characters, a, like, a lot. And you get to know the characters in, in the film, and it feels very kind of... Like, the ending of Hot Fuzz is such a payoff because you understand kind of all the motivations on all sides. Whereas this one is very much yeah. like a... Everyone yeah. against the leads. Kind yeah. of. But I think... Um, but Hot Fuzz is kind of about that, though. More, more than mm-hmm. the other ones. It's, like, specifically genre parodies like that's the thing of it i think like yeah way but, more i mean shawn of the dead as well shawn of the dead as well i think is very much genre parody like they they i think they more explicitly parody the genre in shawn of the yeah. dead than in hot fuzz but hot fuzz i think works the best because if you go from like very explicit to very subtle which is kind of the trajectory of that franchise uh shawn being very explicit and then and then world's end being very subtle in its delivery of its themes i think hot fuzz kind of strikes the perfect balance for me, at least. So that's that's I, my opinion. I yeah. just don't think it's a weakness that it doesn't. I don't think it's a weakness either. I, I think we just got into a discussion about Hot Fuzz and that. Yeah. I think they're just two different got, styles of. We got to remember we're not arguing between Worlds End and Hot Fuzz. Yes. Hmm. That said, I'm voting for Marriage Story simply because I think Marriage, like just generally, I think Marriage Story has better acting just overall because I, I mean, agree. Adam Driver gives the best performance of the year. Scarlett Johansson gives one of the best performances ever. Both of them maybe give the best performances of their career. Maybe I think I think they both is, do. Yeah, so that's incredible. 
the cinematography overall, I think, is better. I think like it's hard to compare them because they're very different films. So when you break it down into those elements, I I, I think that Marriage Story just ticks those boxes a little bit better, like just technically. And then when it comes to the overall feel of the movie, as I said, I prefer Hot Fuzz, and I think Marriage Story is a masterpiece in terms of its tone and its like feeling to it. So I'm gonna give it to Marriage Story, but I understand mm-hmm. totally why you would give it to The World's End. I think it's very subjective on this one. Yeah, my only issue with Marriage Story is that it's very script centric mm-hmm. at yeah. the not at the expense of all else but it's like it's the reason you watch it is for the the screenplay and the performances definitely it, like the the mm-hmm. cinematography it it looks nice but it's not i don't think it's particularly super interesting it's just yeah, I like I actually disagree. I think the, the I, I do there. like the cinematography. No, I yeah. really do. I like the, I, I love, like the filmic look of it. Yeah, I think he mm-hmm. did the same thing with this one in the Marowitz stories with really vibrant, like warm lighting. Mm-hmm. And his use of his use of lighting is really interesting, and I love his use of sixteen. So to me, I don't know that it's it it's stuck out to me the cinematography each time I've seen it. But I I mm-hmm. see why. I see why. I see yeah. what you mean. I think it's a necessary thing because it 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 doesn't try to be distracting. Is it like? It doesn't try. Yeah. It's not flashy, is what I'm it's saying. Not it's stylized. not stylized. Yeah, it's just like it lets you sit with. But again, I don't think that's a weakness either. No, I, so no. It, it all depends. But yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying like in general, it's like there's less to look for there than I feel with other movies. But I, I also really mean, love Marriage Story. So yeah, so Marriage Story's going through. Sure. Uh, let me send that one through. Uh, yes, yeah, so Rope 48, oh my Frankenstein, God. I just my computer across You the... good, bud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Sorry, um, do that all again. Right. <laughs> all right. Rope 48, Frankenstein 31. This Let's is an start. interesting one. Yes, it is. This is an Will, why don't you one. start us off again? Keelan, well, okay. Keelan, do you want to start? Because I feel like you haven't sure, started. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Here's how I see it. I, I really love Rope. Damn it! And I really love Frankenstein. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, I, I, okay, okay. I'm still okay. talking this one out. Sorry, I'm still talking this one out. I don't, haven't made a decision yet. Okay. Um, I think both films are really influential, which I think is why it's cool that we have this as a matchup. Frankenstein is like the OG horror film, mm-hmm. uh, like coming off of like no, like the OG Western horror film, like coming off of Nosferatu and the German like um, what's the what's the movement called, Ben? Uh, German, German expressionism. Oh, uh, expressionism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Like Dr. Caligari and everything like that. Yeah, and, and Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And, um, was Nosferatu German? I don't remember. V- might have been American. It was either... I believe he's a vampire. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and then the original Dracula, I think, was earlier than Frankenstein. Frankenstein was the second one that they that the Universal made. But I think that Frankenstein opened up the idea of sentimentality and dra- drama and other themes other than purely schlock and horror, in horror, you know? Because Mm -hmm. in terms of German Expressionism, it was about trying to make you feel the emotions of the moment, right? So it was very much horror, and we're going to try to horrify you not only through what's on screen, but also the way we film it, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then this one brought in the ideas of, like, it makes you contemplate different concepts, which I think is fitting because it's Frankenstein, and that book is very much about that it's about you know balancing ideas of humanity and failure and and fatherhood and stuff like that so it's interesting to take a very dense thematic metaphor of a book basically and turn it into a horror movie but it did it so well rope on the other hand is like it it innovated a new way of making movies Mm -hmm. and making them one take and in doing that, it spawned a whole fad that's still going on today, and I'd say is even more popular. He was very risky to take that that 
choice at the time. I'm going to give it to Frankenstein because I think that it hit me harder, emotionally it resonated better, and I think what it attempts to do in its innovation and its creativity, it does better than Rope does with its because as, as much as Alfred Hitchcock attempted to do his one take, there are several cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, like evident ones outside of the pushing into people's backs. He wasn't 100% successful. Mm-hmm. Both are very admirable attempts at creating something new. I think Frankenstein pulls it off better. I agree with you. Wow. I was going to uh, vote for Rope, but I think you have convinced Yeah, I, I think so I too. don't think Frankenstein is aged perfectly, but it's no old. What can you do? Um, <laughs> I don't think Rope's aged perfectly either. Yeah. Uh, Although it's, I don't know, Rope, Rope really uh, impressed me when we watched it, um, mm. but it's on on some level it's like, yeah, this is one shot. What are you gonna do? Yeah. And and Frankenstein is so <laughs> so creative and innovative and all those vedives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give it to Frankenstein. Then? Yeah, I think I think I think I'm gonna give it to Frankenstein as well. Um, mainly just because I think that obviously Rope is incredibly innovative, and the style in which it was made uh, is just it isn't was. Oh my god, I can't speak. The style and the style in which it was made is obviously incredibly innovative for this time. But I think if you take all the elements combined, I think you give Frankenstein the edge. Cause the way I look at Rope is, I think it has good acting, like generally. Yeah. Um, like, James Stewart is obviously, he's fantastic. Um, Jimmy the boy. But, like, generally, like, all the performances, there's no real standouts other than Jimmy Stewart. Um, and they all kind of blend together, in a way. I find that I find that the guy, I don't know, I forget his name, the guy who played Brandon, I found it was a bit one-note the entire time. Um, yeah. um, so, that's sort of, like, my one gripe with it. I love what, Philip, though. Philip's I love Philip. Boy. He's so good. Um... <laughs> And then you go to Frankenstein, where there's really only two performances, and they're both well done. Uh, from what I remember, at least, I, I watched it a while ago. Kenneth Brown, uh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had yeah, to watch... The, um, the last time I watched it was in my grade 11 English class with Will, um, and we had to watch some other interesting adaptations of mm-hmm. Frankenstein, including Kenneth Branagh's. Which and was, one from the, like, the 20... Oh yeah, my god, like, one from really like old. 1918. Really it was, was so bizarre. bad. It was so bad. Yeah. Um, I, so, I respect them for trying something weird, but it didn't work. Yeah, and this is, <laughs> this is the 1931 Frankenstein is definitely the best Frankenstein adaptation oh, yeah. of them all. Um, and so for that reason and many other reasons, I'm going to go Frankenstein. It, it, was really, it was really an innovative and original horror movie, and it's inspired lots. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, next up, ooh, this is a big boy, Little Women 2019, mm. and Her. Mm. This is interesting. Ben, why don't you start, because Her was your favorite movie for a while. Uh, yeah, Her's been in my top five since I first watched it, and I've only seen it the one time, just because honestly I'm a little scared to go back to it, um, just because it was one of those movies where it's it's up there with a couple other films that just emotionally just punched me right in the gut. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a, such a guttural, cathartic, like, everything about it just screams heartbreak, but in a beautiful, beautiful way. And I don't think I've seen heartbreak and, like, just, uh, the idea of, like, a failed relationship done so beautifully and so creatively. Um, 
I think I think it's Joaquin Phoenix's best performance. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Bold statement. I yeah. think it's. Um, I think it's. It's so, so well shot. The colors, like the pink highlights, are just so amazing. He's got a great supporting cast with obviously Scarlett Johansson delivering one of the best voice acting performances I've seen, um, and you know Chris Pratt's in it, which is fun, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, it's it's mainly just the the way I reacted to it, the way it, all of the elements combined just created such a beautiful, 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 heartbreaking feeling. Like it's so hard to explain. Um, and then Little Women is also this okay. Like <laughs> Little Women is is was my favorite movie of last year. Um, I thought it was carried by some flawless performances just from about the entire cast um like particularly Florence Pugh and and Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet they were all fantastic uh the script was fantastic it was well directed everything about it was really good but I think her is just a lot better like I it's I I, I don't really see I don't really see me debating between these two very much I love Little Women and I, I, I like I love it a lot but I love her so much more I'm still thinking, Will, why don't you give us your, your thoughts? I think her has... Well, I, I've only seen it once, and it was probably a couple years ago at this point, but I think her has a level of, like, earnesty, not honesty, earnesty, I don't know if that's a <laughs> word, that it pulls off in a way that is more successful than Little Women, I think. Wow, all right. Little Women was, like, it's... It's very written, and sometimes that kind of pokes through, but her is, like, completely, like, the through the performances and the script, it just feels like you're watching some guy, and that really helps it along, I think, because it's, it's, makes it so much more, like, relatable, and... It lets you empathize with him so much more because it's like, oh, I, I, he's just a guy and I know this guy and I'm so sorry that he's going through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be weird if I went through all this stuff, <laughs> which I guess is the point of movies. Um, yep. <laughs> and I think her did that in a, just a better way than Little Women. That was my only real gripe with it, was that Little Women was sometimes like, oh, we're in a nice little novel and we're... Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think her feels yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more genuine. Mm-hmm. I I was planning on voting for Little Woman, but you guys convinced me. I'll go with her. That's hey. yeah, those are great go arguments. Go with who? I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, no, I, I, I'll side with you guys. I don't have much more to add that other than what you guys are saying. I agree. Okay. Cool. Sweet. All right, her moves on. Last two of the episode. Woo! This one's gonna hurt. Memento versus Uncut Gems. Oh, and if I may, if I may kick us off this time, yeah, go for it. I know, I know, you have some strong opinions. <laughs> I do have strong opinions. Um, I don't have much more. To, I, I'm, I'm voting on Cut Gems, as you guys could probably guess. Uh, it was one of my favorites of last year, and I think on top of that, it was just incredibly influential for me. Like, it's very inspiring to me, and I love the way it was made. I love the story behind its making. I just like the atmosphere that it provides, not only within the movie but in itself of existing. Uh, I have a sentimental attachment to it with the way that we saw it, and the continued viewings that I've had have all had sentimental value to me. 
and I have a vendetta against Memento um, because <laughs> every time anyone talks about nonlinear storytelling at my they university, some kid is like, oh, like Memento. And I'm just like, there's <laughs> got to be more examples, guys. There's got to be. Every even time the anyone prestige. says anything. Even the you guys seen The Prestige? I have, yeah, I love the prestige. That should be on this list. That should have been on this list. We didn't add that. Yeah, why didn't we put Memento on here? Why didn't we put the prestige on here? I prefer the prestige to Memento. Um, but either way, <laughs> oh, well. every you time you swap then, it out, well, no, we've we all seen we've all seen Memento. I haven't seen the Prestige. Uh, oh, that's why. Okay, but yeah, every time someone's like, "Oh, it's like Memento," and then the professor never knows what it is, and they're like, "What's like a moment?" And they're like, "No, Memento by Christopher Nolan. It was his oh, first boy. film." And then some nerd in the back is like, "Actually, Following was his first, and I just hate it. <laughs> I just hate it." Anyway, so uh, uncut gems against my vote. Even uh, Following has nonlinear storytelling. There you go. Wow. Uh, ben, take it. Yeah, um, I think Uncut Gems has my vote too, yeah. um, because it's it's it, it, it is both a very accessible and inaccessible film, mm-hmm. uh, in the way that it's it's hard to watch at some moments, but once you start watching it, you just really sink right into it. And I've noticed that with both Safdie films that I've seen, which is obviously Good Time and Uncut Gems, their style, like you said, is really inspiring. It makes it it feels it has like a like a student-y kind of vibe to it, you know what I mean? Like, the mm-hmm. idea that the, those guys are pretty young, uh, and they're able to pull off something of that magnitude, and with a style that is, seems so relatable in a way. As people who have as people who have tri- attempted at making student films and everything like that, I feel like this one kind of hits home for some reason. Yeah, because um, it, it feels like something that we could do. Exactly. Like, it, it, feels, it doesn't seem out of reach. Exactly, yeah. And that's the same with Good Time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that... Obviously, we can't get Robert Pattinson in the movie or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. But like, I think that uh, their style is so captivating. Like, it just it just is is intriguing for all audiences. And I think even like I could go as far as to say I think it it, it attracts youth like us, like people our age more than say an older generation, just because it's so new and it's so uh, it's 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 a very unique and like uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's. It's, it's very it's just, brash, well, also yeah, that's, very subdued somehow. Like it's mm-hmm. it's trying so hard to feel real that it becomes in your face because reality is very often not so subtle. Yeah, I no, guess. that's that's, that's, that's exactly it. what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I vote I vote Uncut Gems. I do love Memento though, but it's mm-hmm. just it's not as good as Uncut Gems. Did you think, well, Keelan? Did you think this was gonna be uh, like I, a test? No, even? I thought you guys were gonna win um, with like both vote Memento. No, I, I I think I would have voted on Code Gems as well. Hell yeah, there we it, go. I, I love it because it's completely masochistic, and it's <laughs> yeah. horrible, and it, it's like watching a car crash. You can just like... Yeah. It, it, it's it's so That's a good description, yeah. You can't look away. It is like watching a car crash. Both and that one and Good Time are both the same in that regard. Like, you just can't yeah. stop watching these terrible things happen. I think Code Gems is so even well. more so, though, because you mm-hmm. see, like... In, in the context of the whole movie, you you can see every single place where he went wrong and yeah. what, what like and every time he makes a mistake, you're like, why did you why did you do that? <laughs> why would you do that? Doing <laughs> stupid stuff, but you also he's so likable for some reason. You're cheering for I him know. the entire time, exactly. Even though you really shouldn't be, because he's just a not like good person. Yeah. But it's just so it's also so comedic. On it's a, so yeah. comedic, yeah. Some weird, surreal level. Because when you just look at it, it's not a comedy in any way. It's so like fucked up. But mm-hmm. it takes like multiple watches and you start to see the comedy in his errors. Yeah. When it's not immediately evident. It's so smart. 
Like you also get they time. also have performances from unlikely sources. You know, Kevin Garnett's actually like pretty yeah. good. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. In in good time, I think part of the reason that it's kind of interesting to watch is that Robert Pattinson's character is really smart, and he like makes the best out of the terrible situations that he gets himself into, but then he gets himself out of them as well, usually. Um, yeah. But then in Uncut Gems, it's just like he's like he should be fine, but he just finds ways to screw himself yeah. over. Like he could get himself out of it each time, and then he just doesn't. Yeah, because he's he too decides to just double down greedy. on everything yeah. he owns, basically. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Uncut life. Gems moves on. Beautiful. Final matchup of this episode: Goodfellas versus Godzilla 1954. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna honestly like I've seen Godzilla 1954, but it was a long ass time ago. So I'm gonna sit back and let you two figure this one out. Okay. Well, I what are you think thinking? In fact, I'm gonna go to the washroom. The best <laughs> Martin Scorsese movie. I think it's yeah, I kind of timeless, like or not timeless, but it's like it established uh, like tropes. It's that good. It's like yeah. It, it made that whole gangster thing, uh, at least it, it kind of reshaped it in, into the Goodfellas, like, oh, you're the you're the gangster like in Goodfellas, you know? And watching it again very relatively recently, it I was struck by how, like, excellent it is in basically yeah. every sense. It's, like, incredibly edited and written and like acted like all the ad lib stuff is amazing and the cast yeah. is amazing and they're all like so distinctive like characters but and they all play off each other so well um and it's just let's just send goodfellas through let's save it for the next one oh I'm okay i thought i was well. gonna have to convince you no no i'm on board as okay, much cool. as i love godzilla 1954 i mean like hell it established the monster godzilla like you can't get more influential than that that's crazy i'm italian so <laughs> that's true i didn't think about that i just have to it's yeah. for the culture it's for the culture see okay. goodfellas isn't a sad movie necessarily <laughs> and i like i it. mean it's about criminals who are like depressed and dying i think that's the irish that's well both of them all right let's send goodfellas on as we sit here and stall before Ben gets Hello, back from the wall. Oh, <laughs> okay. What did we decide on Goodfellas? We said Goodfellas, yes. I thought so. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Beautiful. All right, that'll do it for this episode. There's one more episode in round one, and that'll cover all the films in the bracket. So if you want to watch that, tune in next Wednesday on KeithLovesMovies.com or on his YouTube page or on anywhere where you can find your podcasts. I've been Keelan. I've been. I've been Will. I kind of said, like, I've... You said, I've been. <laughs> and we will no longer be these people by next week. No. Uh, I will see you guys next time. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye. So will I. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>